Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. I'm excited to introduce you to Dr. Lois Naherny. This episode is devoted to using genetics and epigenetics to live our healthiest lives. Dr. Lois is an award-winning entrepreneur who is revolutionizing preventative health through genetics and epigenetics. As the CEO of DNA Power, her company based in Canada, she provides people with their DNA roadmap and personalized action plan to make better diet, fitness, and health decisions based on their unique bodies to live their healthiest and longest lives. Dr. Lois shares with us how learning her DNA changed her health and her life. She gives us insight into how this new health field can help us learn about the diet and vitamins that are right for us, the best way to exercise for our body, and whether there are concerns for food sensitivities, hormone issues, Alzheimer's, and more. We also share what I learned about my own DNA results with you in this episode. I'm excited to share with you how your DNA code can provide remarkable insight in preventative health and aging well. DNA testing has been around for some time, and there are a lot of people who are a little bit frightened by it. So this episode, I hope, will demystify some of the questions that you may have around this issue, and I hope it will open your mind into the future of personalized health. Okay, this is one exciting episode. I have my magnificent guest, Lois Naherny from DNA Power in Canada. We have been working on getting this episode live um, for like six months now. Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. Let's talk DNA testing. Wow. Can't wait. Of course, my favorite topic. Love being connected with you on this Bihar. You have so much positive energy about it, which I love and really excited to be sharing this with your audience. So Lois, your company, and it's owned by you, it's female funded, run, led, uh, is based in Canada. Uh, You do DNA testing with a very specific goal to give your users and uh, customers the power to understand the key pillars of their health matrix, their genetics, and then overlay that with support and um, advice, I guess, based on their genetic blueprint on how they can take personal responsibility and control for changing the things that are still within their hands. Absolutely. So the great thing is we now have access to DNA information and it can give us insight into our own biological blueprint and help us answer questions like, and that's what we focus on, what's the diet right for me? How do I know the fitness that'll help me get the best results? What are some of the health factors I should be considering and how can I keep really focused on preventative health to live my longest and healthiest life? And so that's the area of DNA testing we focus on are the things you can do something about and that are intimately tied to your lifestyle and your well-being. You know, I became interested in DNA testing, I I, I think um, must have been 10 years ago at least. And it was with the launch of, you know, the first big platform, which was 23andMe. And I was seeing a performance management 
uh, doctor and I was interested in not just long, longevity. Uh, so I guess I was in my 30s. So longevity wasn't the thing that was really sparking my interest, but it was my health, my vitality. I just had my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so I had, you know, that first generation DNA testing. And I loved the depth of information about my uh, hereditary background, my genetics, my um you know, propensity for uh, disease and, um, you know, lifespan. But I know that there was such a lot of, you know, concern. And in fact, they dialed back how much information they were sharing in those tests because people were freaking out about the depth of information that was suddenly available to them. But I like that, you know, 10 years on or whatever, when I did my DNA power test and we did it as an overlay, It wasn't so much about finding out what was wrong with me or what could potentially go wrong, but it was like, here is your genetic blueprint and here is your, you know, likelihood of going down this path on these key health markers. And here's everything you can do from today to transform your health and well-being. Why did you go down that path and how did you get there? Well, we went down that path because in the end, there was so much of this, uh, you know, as it, and it's a very new field for the most part, but that really uh, you couldn't do anything about. And the really interesting thing about genetics is while your DNA doesn't change over your lifetime, so you're born with your code, you inherited that from your parents, but how your DNA expresses itself is intimately related to your lifestyle. And so if you can live a healthy life and know where your blueprint or your roadmap has potholes, you can avoid the pitfalls. And so what we wanted to do is give people basically that roadmap. So how can you, you know, on this journey of life, avoid the health pitfalls that you are more inclined to based on the genetics that you've inherited and your DNA isn't your destiny. And that's what's cool about this. That's that- what I love. I love that when we first met and we had that conversation, that was a thing that was, and I thought I have to share this with my audience because that's such an exciting and uplifting thought to have. So it really, my belief is it doesn't matter what genes you've inherited, you can work with them. And what you're trying to do is not work against them. And so if we can show you the roadmap of the things you can do something about now you're steering your life on a course that is going to allow you to stay your healthiest. And so really what this is, is your shortcut, uh, kind of your cheat sheet for where are the areas that are highest risk for you, where you have a genetic variation or a predisposition towards, you know, some issues with managing certain foods or exercise or something, and then you can work around that. So if you know where you've got issues, now you, you're, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up to work again with your body rather than against it. There's, I mean, there's such a lot of information available to us to take control of our and responsibility for our wellness. And I think, you know, post-pandemic, we became, you know, armchair experts about so many health issues that we never spoke about before in society. We never paid much mind to. And then we saw that, you know, people were, were responding in, you know, in, in the same family, there might be three members of a family that um, contracted um, COVID and then there would be one that didn't. And so, or in a community or in a country. And I think that, you know, that 
all those all that dialogue about health and well-being and lifespan and health span became so much more um, topical. Can you explain for anyone who's just never heard about DNA testing? And th- there are a lot because I've had these conversations at dinner parties. What is your genetic blueprint? What is DNA testing? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, you know, I think most people know, so DNA is deoxyribonucleic acid. It is the building block of, you know, in your cells. And it is, there's 3 billion letters in every single um cell, which is, you know, in your chromosomes, we have 23 chromosomes, and it really is the blueprint for how your body um, produces proteins. And so you have, you have DNA that's in chromosomes, which have genes, which make a protein, which tells your body how to function. And those are kind of like recipes. And so if you've got, we, we actually have different recipes. And so if you have a different recipe, you, you know, might end up with brown eyes and uh, you know, my kids might have blue eyes. And so that's the recipe. That's the shift or a genetic variation that causes that. Well, there's many that link into a lot of different things. And so interestingly, our genetic code is 99.8% the same. And so that means there's only 0.2% difference between people, about 10 million, three to 10 million variations per person. And what we're looking at and studying is the variations. And so it's really this, you know, these, these core 10 million plus variations and what they do. So it allows us to zero in and certain genes have certain functions. Like there's a very specific gene, um, MCM6 that's focused on lactose. And so we can look at the gene. Do you have these variations? And we know if you inherited uh, a certain set of letters that you will be able to digest lactose or not easily. And so it's basically, does this gene activate to help you break down lactose? So we can pinpoint that actually go in with DNA testing and look at those specific letters and, and find that out. And so what we've been trying to do with our work is how do we go into the ones that are the most useful for you, provide those, test you for it and let you know. So, you know, Bahar, did you inherit the genes for lactose? And we know you did not. (laughs) So it doesn't mean you can't eat lactose. And it doesn't mean you're going to be allergic to or sensitive, but your body doesn't naturally have the genetics that will break that down. And the odds are over time, it could lead to weight gain. It can lead to inflammation. It can lead to gut issues. And so if you know that, you know what you're avoiding. And so just going back to the question on DNA, we all have DNA there. We have 3 billion letters. It's in genes. The genes have variations. The variations are recipes that make proteins. And what we're trying to do is say, do you, which, you know, which variations do you have that may not be functioning or have a higher predisposition not to function as well as they could. And I'll just add that, that over time, our body kind of gets a bit overloaded and that's where these variations and the ones that don't work as well tend to show up. And then again, um, for anyone who's never heard of this concept before, just wants clarity once again, what are epigenetics? Beautiful. So the genetics is your code. It does not change over your lifetime. That's what you inherited from your parents. One letter from each of them to, to kind of give you your code at a certain spot. But epigenetics sits on top of genetics. It means on top of. And what it does is it tells your genes how to express themselves. And so if it might tell, it can tell genes to turn on and off. 
and it can kind of be a dimmer switch up and down. So what uh, epigenetics is, is really how your environment and your behaviors affect the expression of your genes. And so the, the power of looking at your DNA and at your lifestyle is you can map it together to find out and really narrow down what are the areas you should most focus on for your unique body and blueprint in order to support your long-term health. I, I Look, I, I've done your test, so I'm, I'm really interested in it. And one of the reasons that I've found the test very useful in practical application is there are so many supplements to take. There are so many diets to choose from. There are so many lifestyle habits that are touted as being good for you. And the thing that I loved about my DNA power test is that you took the key pillars, which was diet, um, fitness. Uh, fitness, sleep. Uh, we look at diet, fitness, mm-hmm. The background health processes and uh, mental wellness. Mental wellness, right. So, and then under each of those pillars, you were able to give me not only my genetic blueprint, so the information on what my predisposition is due to my genetic blueprint, but then also what I can do for areas that, as you said, I have potholes in. And, And so that's guided me so well in making like little decisions. But the little decisions are actually the big things that change how you. So there were some vitamin deficiencies uh, that I was able to be aware of. And so I actually investigated those further and it was absolutely correct. It was absolutely correct. Um, There were some things that I I didn't know from um, a genetic standpoint, but they rang true because like you were saying with dairy, I don't, I prefer not to have dairy. It's not something that my body craves. It's not something that I feel great with afterwards, but I'd never really, I'd never had any allergy tests. So it was really interesting to see some of those things come up in my genetic coding. So I've been able to use the information from my test. So one of you know one aspect of it was the test results but the other the most important aspect for me was the cheat sheet on what to do with the test results and that was the thing that really for me differentiated what your company DNA power is doing is giving the literally the power back into um the person who's had the test and then you're on your way with armed with more knowledge well exactly like i mean who hasn't thought about what diet right is right for you so you know should i be on a keto on a mediterranean on a you know on a high carb low carb should i you know what's you know really should what I is fast? It I yeah exactly and so the the report in diet is is divided into the macronutrients we look at then some of the food sensitivities, we look at your vitamins and, and lots of other areas. So in the whole reports, we look at 70 things. And when we say your blueprint, it's actually comes in red and green. And so where it's red is where you focus, where it's not red, you don't have to. Your home and hose, you've got you're, nothing to worry about. You're fine. And so what we're trying to do is when people go through, we're trying to help you understand kind of the five to 10 changes that if you made in your lifetime, could create a huge trajectory of difference. And so that is, so, I mean, wouldn't we all like kind of the, you know, kind of some little code or key, like that's what, that, that's what can help. And so, you know, we'll see people who are on keto diets and then we'll look at their genes and they don't have good fat genes, which means if, if they stay on it for a long time, because I actually think keto can be useful on an, on short term basis 
for many people. But if you are someone who has weak fat genes and you are on a keto diet, your, your genes aren't breaking this down. You're going to be somebody, and we've had a lot of clients we've seen, uh, actually fitness uh, professionals and gurus who've done this and ended up with fatty liver disease and actually affecting their organs and having to go on to a, you know, a, a real a real health recovery program. And so what we're trying to do is how do you just guide that path a little bit more closely? And really there's just so many, uh, you know, great things that you can learn with it. You know, and it also takes us away from the Dr. Dr. Google phenomena because um, you're actually getting um, scientific fact and evidence rather than, you know, thinking, well, my friend is doing this and she looks great. And I've always wanted, you know, should I be taking vitamin A? Should I be taking alpha lipoic acid? You know, this fitness, um, running a marathon is always my dream. Well, if you're not predisposed to doing that, if that's not good for your DNA composure and, and blueprint, then you might want to just try, you know, yoga. Well, exactly. Like we look at the fitness genes on power and endurance. And I used to be one of those people who got so discouraged with my workouts, you know, I'd hire a personal trainer. I was a corporate executive. I needed to have high impact workouts, but many uh, fitness trainers love power routines. And it turns out I'm totally endurance. Turns out I have lousy um, muscle strength. So I'm a person who needs lighter weights, longer sets, more endurance type of activities. And then I actually get great results. And so it's, you know, and I was going to run a marathon, um, it, you know, actually some of that wasn't quite geared for me because I do have some ligament and tendon issues. So what it does is it just gives you some of that insight uh, to make it a bit easier. And speaking of insight, like, so this is where I'm interested in the practical application of your DNA testing. So DNA power, first of all, let me tell you, it's the easiest thing in the world to take. So it is a saliva swab. It is not a blood test. It is not, you can do it from anywhere in the world. Um, DNA powers in Canada, they send you a kit, you swipe it. It's like, um, and now we're so used to having things in various orifices. It's, it's nothing. <laughs> so, and then you send your little kit back to Canada they analyze your test, you get your report, and you also get the opportunity to have a consultation, which I did. And do you want to show them my tests? Oh, fantastic. Would love we do to. That? Because I'd yeah. like you just to just reiterate the key pillars of the test results. And then maybe we could have a look at a, a few highlights. Fantastic. So can you see my screen? Uh, I can, yeah. Absolutely. And for those who are listening to podcasts, I'll describe some of it as we're going through. So we're looking at the summary report and the summary results. It's about 17 pages and really it's graphs and recommendations. And so as we go through, it just tells you how to read it. All of them are here, diet, health, fit, and brain. And when we look into your results on the first section on diet, we see a lot of green. You have fantastic genetics, Bahar. <laughs> This yeah, I, I always amazing. say that. I, and, and it's funny because I've always thought I was super healthy. And then when I first did um, 23andMe, you know, the results for my disease kind of profile was so good. I became even more cocky. And then when I got my DNA power uh, summaries, I was so excited. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you are one of those fortunate people that can get away with eating almost anything, but saturated fats are not great for you. So really junk food will, you know, has some risk for you, heavy dairies and uh, meats, uh, you know, 
crackers, cookies, things that have that refined or processed food in it is something that will and could have some impact for you. So when I look at this, I can just look at the graph and I'll know instantly what type of diet should you be on. I can see if you can manage, if some people are great on a keto, if you some people are great with carbs. And so this is kind of your quick roadmap onto, is this person a carb, fat, or protein? Um, how should that balance work for someone? So we're looking at that. You know what's cool, though? It's not just the summary. It's the what next part that is Absolutely. fascinating. Like that's the good bit to me. Exactly. And so I've got, I'll just quickly show we've got here caffeine. You should have one cup of coffee at a time, not two after each other. It can, uh, I follow that. <laughs> good, good. Just a tiny bit on gluten. It's really just be careful. You don't have too much. This is where we see lactose is all red. You don't have the lactose genes. If you have good gut, if you have good gut by uh, bacteria and a good gut function, you can get away with it. That's why so many people, because 75% of the population does not have or inherit the lactose genes for breaking it down. We, you can get away with it if you have got good gut bacteria and you've got health there. And so it doesn't mean you can't, it just means too much of it could become a problem. A little bit on sugar craving here and normal food taste and preferences. So that's all great. And um, I'll look at the last one and then we'll see the recommendations. Vitamins is where a few more popped up for you. And so- Yeah, I love this because do you know what? It, it was the most wonderful shortcut to A, saving money on the supplements that I take. B, I, I had further testing. So I went uh, ahead and had blood tests around this. Good. and. Wow, this was really, really useful for me. And I think in a world where we're getting bombarded with what supplements to take, what vitamins to take, this was awesome. Well, especially with vitamins. So we recommend food first to get the vitamins uh, and then supplementation second. But in, a, in based on the quality of our soils and our foods and our nutrition, the majority of uh, people are now nutrient deficient. And illness comes from deficiency or toxicity. So either, you know, nutrient deficiency for food or toxicity, things like heavy metals or exposure to environmental toxins and other things. So when you can see this, it can give you some, some good information. When I got my DNA results, which led me to, to buy the company, was I found I was struggling. I was I went to hospital, I was sick, I was anemic, I was having all kinds of health issues, even though I looked healthy on the surface. I ended up with blood transfusions in hospital, loads of doctors over the years, nothing, no one could find anything wrong. When I got my DNA test, it showed me I've got variations in vitamin Bs. I actually, I can't process them well. My body doesn't absorb and up, uptake them. And if I just up my B contact tent, I'm fine. When I got these results two weeks later after taking B vitamins and upping that, suddenly four years of health issues went away. And it so for me, it was dramatic that something so simple could change my life so much. And so that was uh, really what got me into this and said, how do we put this information into people's hands? Well, and ever so, since I found out about my zinc deficiency, I am an oyster monster. I try to eat as many oysters as humanly possible because again, I took the advice that it should come by nutrition first. So I am with that information in mind, I definitely tuned in to what um, dietary uh, intake I could take to, you know, iron out some of my deficiencies. So it was really interesting. Beautiful. 
you talked about recommendations. So here is, you know, I say to suggest to people, just print these pages out. Here is exactly what you should do about, you know, your dietary. These are the genes with variations. So what should you do with the dietary saturated fat? The recommendations on caffeine, lactose, and sugar craving. And then here are the vitamin recommendations. So really you print this page out and you've got the foods, you circle it, put it onto your um, shopping list and you know which ones you should be paying attention to because your genetics are a bit weaker in these areas. Now, just because you have genetic variations doesn't mean you're automatically deficient, but it means you should probably be watching it. And kudos to you, Bahar, for getting tested to say, is this a problem for me? And as we age, we do find direct correlation where where you've got genetic variations is where we see the, the weaknesses showing up. And, you know, being able to, to add and supplement to that to make sure that these don't become the things that affect your health are absolutely critical. And simple things like vitamin D and zinc, we know through wonderful studies are essential to immunity and keeping us healthy, especially in the crazy, you know, few years that we've been through where, you know, I, I don't, I, people weren't focusing as much on their health. There was some fear related around to around things. And now I think people are realizing I have to own my health. I have to think about what I can do for myself, my body to keep myself healthy so that no matter what happens, I am um, at my best and my body can respond. And so Lois, here we're just trying to give you some clues for that. So um, one of the things I was going to say to you, Lois, is, and I want to kind of reiterate, you don't have to have a blood test. It's like a saliva test. It's, it's a, called a buckle swab. It's that's right, buckle swab. So it's just the side of your cheek. off your cheek. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, and you can actually take this information to your health practitioner. So if you're seeing a naturopath, if you're seeing a doctor, uh, if you have a trainer, if you have any kind of, you know, uh, health support network that you're already part of, you can use this these test results as an overlay, or you can use it as a starting point to for your wellness journey. And it's so in-depth. I mean, the total report, PS, is over 200 pages. And for each pillar, um, I won't bore everyone with my personal health anymore, Lois. I'll get you to take my test off the screen now. But what's really interesting is that with each pillar, you get so much information to really navigate your way out of the potholes, as as you so clearly put it. Lois, can you tell me a bit more about your background? Because again, this was one of the reasons like after I first spoke to you, I just went, oh my God, I have to bring her onto the show. Well, um, I'm a I'm a corporate executive and I worked with a, a large, large international companies, traveled around the world. Um, but I got particularly fascinated in genetics uh, when I adopted identical twins uh, from Vietnam in uh, 2002. And it was so fascinating to me how these twins could be so completely different. And uh, so I started studying, uh, you know, extensively about genetics and why DNA, what, what was it that caused identical DNA to express itself differently? And so that, I, I mean, I've had my my own nature nurture experiment going on now for close to, to 20 years. Um, in the Within that, I, I did a doctorate and I was focused on healthcare and uh, how do we live our healthiest lives. And that really brought me into this. But as an executive, it was me getting sick that prompted me into uh, getting this information and saying, 
this is life changing. This, uh, you know, how how do we make people healthier? How do we create a healthier world? Your health is your wealth. You know, we, we spend so much of our health earning our wealth and then our wealth trying to get healthy again. So just let's not do that. Let's be prevent, let's be preventative and proactive now. Let's use data because again, we, we haven't talked about, but this is all based off of published scientific research. We have thousands of um, research studies that go behind each area that uh, validate why this is a particular area that we're looking at and why it's important to your health. And so we've, we've um, curated all of that for you. And then for me, coming from both a business and a, a health perspective, perspective. I, I'm absolutely a genetics expert at this stage because I've been studying it for so, so long in such depth. And it is, it's just like, how can we put the most valuable things in your hand so that we live our lives longer and healthier? And we are, Bahar, living in an epidemic now of chronic disease. Seven to eight people out of 10 will die from chronic diseases such as, you know, um, uh, diabetes, stroke, cardiovascular uh, cancers. And we don't need to do that. That's in part because of it, it, the large contributor is due to lifestyle. So why wouldn't we then put this data in our hands? We have so little data on our bodies. I mean, you can get a blood test and it's a point in time, a urine test, point in time, stool test. Heart that's health. Yeah, exactly. We've talked about that before, right? And here this is, but you only do this one once and it's good for your life. And it's giving you that, that as we said, that roadmap that you can follow. And it's not that hard. There's usually like five or 10, like there's 70 areas tested, but it kind of gives you five or 10 things that you should be doing. And if you follow that, you're setting yourself on a better trajectory. And so, you know, for me, I just, I love it. Uh, we help people be healthier every time. We work from uh, newborns to people who are 90 plus, we, you know, pro athletes, celebrities, anyone enter and, and lots of people who are suffering health issues. And there's just no way to get under the, the the factors for some of this. And so this just gives you a bit more insight. We did, you know, we, as you saw, there's a detoxification hormone and inflammation panel. I love like Wow. That was fantastic. And again, my blood test really corroborated the information that I got through my DNA test. And so again, it gave me such a simple action plan, like so good. And such easy to measure results. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's one of those things. It's fun. Like this is great. There's nothing in here that should scare you. It's all about, wow, that's something I can do something about. There's only one section in the report that actually people are now super fascinated and curious about, and sometimes scared about, and that's the Alzheimer's gene. Yeah. So there is a pair of genes related to Alzheimer's, but we absolutely believe that it is diabetes three and it is linked to how you manage. There's this amyloid beta placking in the body that it can affect cardiovascular and the brain. And if you were aware of it, you can make shifts to your diet that will mean that this never becomes a problem for you. And so why wouldn't you want to know that? It's extraordinary. Um, Exactly. And those genes are related to concussions. So we deal with, you know, people uh, who've had concussion and then how do they, what can they be doing now to clear that in order to be able to, to recover? So anyone who's got kids, you know, if you've had any cardiovascular or Alzheimer's in your history, you might want to check out your kids' genes on this to be sure that they aren't at higher risk of concussion and then poor recovery from that. So there's just all these kind of fascinating little things that you can learn 
That one to me is honestly one of the most valuable. I swear when we find someone who has those genes and they make the lifestyle changes, we honestly, I mean, maybe it's dramatic, but we've saved their lives in many ways. We've made them healthier. We've helped them live longer. Um, many of them will tell us, yes, you know, I had a parent who died of a heart attack or mother of dementia or something. And we know that we can set them up, that they will never have this problem before they die. Cause really uh, our epigenetics, our diet, exercise, sleep, stress, environment, toxins, and our mental frame of mind are Definitely. essential. You know, it's one other part of epigenetics is how we think and our and and how we see the world. And what I I love actually the work that's been doing been, been done now at how our perspective and our frame of mind can actually change how your genetics express themselves. There's amazing research. Joe Dispenza does a lot of stuff on this. I just on actually um, recorded an episode with Marissa Pierre. Uh, which I'll be publishing. And it's about the mind-body connection. She's a hypnotherapist um, and she has done, you know, she's a master in in this area. And we talk so much about um, how much of your epigenetic um, expression is linked to how you think, how you internalize fear, stress, the way that you speak to yourself. And I'm always correcting my friends, you know, I was at a dinner party last night and someone said, you know, I'm 50 and I'm getting older. And I said, stop right there. Your body is always listening. Reframe that. Reframe that. Like you're, you're an athlete. What are you talking about your age for? Your chronological age means nothing. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. There's a fellow who's written a book that about, you know, how to live to 120 healthy. We have the capability for that. My frame is now 120. You know, I'm, I'm only, you know, I, I believe you can live healthy to that age. You don't want to live longer, sicker. You want to live longer, healthier. Yes. And you absolutely can do that. There's even amazing studies that show if you know that you've got some poor genetics, you can change how they express themselves. Like you can actually meditate and shift their expression in, in the direction that you want it. So this whole field is going to explode in the coming decades with the most fantastic uh, information. This is the way you deal with it beautifully, positively. Um, I want to add one uh, a unique thing about us, um, Bahar, is that we never sell your data. I was just about to ask you because I was I was going to circle back to this and say, okay, all of this is wonderful. There are two sticking points. One you addressed, which is the fear of finding out something about your genetic predisposition that might freak you out. And the second is data, data, data. And this is a whole lot of information to know about other people. How well, do you protect that? <laughs> absolutely. So now the first thing that we do is we only take the data that we need. Frankly, it's a few hundred of these SNPs that we record Nobody could do anything with that information. If we handed it to them, I don't think they could do anything with it. And, and of course, we have, I came, I, had, I was in the IT industry for a while. We have double encrypted databases, everything's super secure. But the, the, the most important are, are the, your, when your uh, sample goes to the lab, there's never any name associated with it. Um, all of your data is, all of your um, genetic material is destroyed. And we get the the uh, the file, and it comes together in your report, and that's really where it lives. Now we make we never sell your data. We aren't about that. We're simply trying to. Our only purpose is about helping people live healthier lives, and so that's just something to you know try to reassure reassure people about. 
we don't care what name you put on your report. We don't care like how you want to disguise your information. Honestly, we're just trying to hand you the information that uh, that we hope that we believe will be useful for you. And I do love that about um, DNA power is that you you send the report like you can have the report as a PDF. So, as I said, you know, I've shared it with my other health professionals that um, I'm under treatment with and. You know, the power stays with me. The information is mine to use. And as I said earlier in the show, I'm absolutely going to share a link. And um, I got a nice discount code too, which I will share. But I, I want to encourage absolutely everyone, if you're at all curious about your wellness, about longevity, about vitality, about long-term health, understanding your genetic blueprint is actually the very first thing you should do. And then all the other things that you do after, all the money that you spend on supplementation, tests, exercise, training, sleep, um, psychology, whatever, that's that's a second because the blueprint is just opens absolutely the floodgates for you to know who you are better. And can I ask you, when did DNA, when did we do discover all this? When did, when did the science become available? Well, um, 2003 is when they had mapped the human genome from end to end for the first time. Then in 2007 to 10-ish was the Human Genome Project, which uh, the the 1000 Genome Project, where they tried to look at all different types of people and how does it exist in populations and frequencies. Um, Gene research has been going on for decades, but really... this coming together and being accessible for people at an affordable price has really only been in the last five years. I mean, prior to that, it cost, when I first got into this, you couldn't do it for under a thousand dollars. It used to be a billion dollars, right? So now you have the ability to do this for a few hundred dollars and it's like five years where it's been accessible and through the research, but the research on genes has been going on for decades. So there's excellent, we, you know, long ago, we knew which genes were affecting fats or carbohydrates or proteins or lactose and, and various things. So very good studies uh, that look at that. And so really this, it's really just the last five years and the last few years where now this is here for you on a platter for you to be able to use it. First, ahead of all the other steps, because it streamlines all of your other choices. That's what I was saying. Like it's, it it's actually the best economical first step to take in taking control of your health. And, um, you know, I always think like because I did the genetic testing, every book I read, every podcast I listen to, every lecture I go to, every webinar, I now run it past my genetic information. And so I know what to hold on to. That's just for me. So in a way, it's the most personalized um, way to filter this incredible explosion of information around health and well-being. because now I know, okay, I can tune out of that. So I can go on to read that book and this book or listen to this lecture because, you know, there are thousands of hours of uh, content and research that I'd like to get through and I'm trying to get through. So because I, I'm able to now filter what's important for my genetic code, it's really it's really been helpful just from that respect alone. 
Yeah, this is such a fun field. Like it is really fun learning this information and then being able to customize. This is now you. This is an of an N equals one. You are unique. This is just you. It is just your code. Now you can make all these decisions about what diet, what fitness, what vitamins, what everything to really be more focused on you. And that's I want to go back to something you said just a second ago. You were saying you only need to do this once. It, it is your genetic blueprint. And then the other tests that you do, like a blood test or whatever, uh, or gut biome tests that are quite popular at the moment, those tell the story of a moment in time. But genetic testing is once and it's your blueprint. Can you just go back to that? Because I think that that's the part that sometimes we get confused by, that this is your overall overarching predisposition and opportunities for, you know, epigenetic change. <laughs> to be honest, I think you said it perfectly and beautifully. Your DNA, you inherit from your from from birth. It doesn't change over your lifetime for the most part. It absolutely stays the same. Cancer and things like that are a bit of an exception, but those are acquired mutations. So you acquire this blueprint with variations. And what we're doing is looking at those variations so that you can now use your lifestyle and the epigenetics to work with and around those. You only test it once. And now it's really about what, you know, how you've lived your life. And if you live a perfectly healthy, clean life, um, the odds are it's all going to be okay. You, you may not even need your DNA information then. If you are doing everything right, no problem. You're, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be healthy. But the reality is in the world that we live in, we just, we have so many other, you know, uh, foods, uh, activities, toxins, like just knowing, you know, that you've, there was an area on your hormones and your inflammation that you could, that, you know, were important to kind of monitor uh, Bahar. That's useful to know that there's something in the background that I could be aware of that if something goes off, that might be a source of, because uh, I know it's a genetic variation where I could be looking. So again, this report, we recommend, you know, you keep it, you file it, review it minimum once a year, keep your recommendation plan out with you printed so that you know where to, uh, uh, what you should be focused on, but it's a one-time test. Oh, and, and what a test. I absolutely love it. I could speak to you forever. Um, I'm interested to know in your having been tested yourself, what are the, the key things that you credit with transforming your health? And what are some of the things that you were surprised to learn through genetic testing um, about your um, health span and your potential for lifespan. Yeah, absolutely. So mine, when I did the DNA testing, I did it to learn about my twins because I thought, okay, they're adopted. This is going to be really important information. And let me tell you, I know essential information about my uh, adopted children that is critical for their uh, long-term health. Uh, they actually happen to have that um, APOE, Alzheimer's cholesterol gene problem. They have lactose. They, they can't have, they actually don't have the alcohol processing gene. Um, so there's several areas that are critical. So I learned that for them, but mine was vitamin Bs. It became the key when I had, you know, anemia, restless leg syndrome, troubles breathing. Turns out that it was the Bs that my body wasn't getting enough of because I never took vitamins, didn't, didn't believe in it. And um, that I needed the Bs to support the iron, to support the oxygen, to get the breath. And that, that turned out that that became 
the link between my extreme periods, the reason why I'd never been able to get pregnant. Just that and one it was, thing. It was folate in wow. particular. I really have, it's called a methylation issue. I have an MTHFR gene problem that does not process folate. And it was as specific as that. When you go to a doctor, they were giving me iron and B12, but that wasn't my problem. It was actually folate B9, which is a precursor in that process. So truly I was at, I'd gone to probably eight different specialists, gynecologists, cancer specialists, asthma specialists, respirologists, and everybody couldn't find anything. It was actually a, in a just for me, quite an extreme vitamin deficiency. I had zero iron in my body because I couldn't get it to process. I take vitamin B now, like a, it's like my, it, I need it every day because my body, I, I had some antibiotics when I was young that we, we believe now um, decreased my ability to absorb the vitamins that I need. And in particular this, so I need quite a lot of vitamin B supplementation in order to be feeling amazing. I'm probably healthier now, almost at 60 than I've been through my whole life. I am just like, I feel so healthy. Um, I know how to eat for my DNA. I know how to live for my body and support it. I've learned uh, through that about how to express properly through more sleep. I used to always be sleep deprived. I know how to support that. That's been amazing. The other one was lactose um, I and a little bit of gluten. I just went, oh, I had that all my life. I'm not sensitive. I'm not allergic to anything. Well, when I saw my DNA results and I went, huh, well, that, that, that sucks. I actually have red on lactose and I pulled it out of my diet. Um, I dropped the 10 pounds that had been slowly creeping up uh, year by year. It just has fallen off and it's made it easy uh, in order to be able to manage my weight and my health. So those were the two most important for me. I'm also conscious of the hormone genes. So I have work to manage that exercise. I've geared to support it. Really, I, I just I just love it. It may it's made life easier. You you are a picture of glowing health and energy. And every time I speak to you, I just go, I, you know, I'm glad I'm on the DNA power track because I want what Lois is having. Um, Lois, can I ask you, what is next in the field? I mean, you know, you're, you've developed the test, so that's done. You've got, um, you know, everything, but you can't just be sitting here saying, okay, now we've developed the test. We're just selling the test and that's it. What are you working on? So uh, there's fields that I love. And so the epigenetics fields, where can we get to the point of testing how your, your genes are actually expressing themselves through the epigenetics? If we can figure out how they're expressing themselves, you've now got an absolute answer in terms of what you should be doing. So that's one area that I, I love looking at. I do spend a lot of time looking at the power of the mind to focus on, um, on DNA. And there's a lot coming up about mental health. So is there things that we can do on genetics and diet related to mental health? So that's an area. Um, that so I do love. you fund research? Is your laboratory doing research in conjunction with other research facilities? How do you go about it? I mean, we're talking some heavy duty science and uh, I would assume a massive sample groups, a lot of um, probably collaborative efforts with other laboratories. Am I correct? Yeah. So we usually will work with what the, with um, existing research or public research. When we do research, we work with universities specifically on DNA and nutrition. And so that tends to be the area when we're doing the original research will follow individuals. We can look at their diet 
That's the area that we try to focus on. And so that's where we'll do more of the original research. Um, we'll partner with other companies. We will follow them. I'll look at what I can commercialize. So I'll look at research that's already been done and say, how can I commercialize it to make it accessible and available and easy for people to, to be able to take up. So we're also looking at partnering with companies on gut biome, tap, gut biome tests. Um, it's an evolving field. Uh, you know, there's so much with, with just nutrition and things as well. So those are some of the areas. There's a lot coming, of course, about immunity uh, and- um, Inflammation, right? That would have to be a huge part of the conversation. Right? And, and especially areas where people have a particular health issue so, uh, you know, we've got quite a number of different things that we're looking at. Um, we work with our lab then to be able to say, what are some new genes we're going to test and what does that show for us? So um, when you said, what are some new genes? Will, will you go into other categories of genetic testing? Because I know, you know, there's there's now a lot of niche DNA testing. And I mean, your report is the most comprehensive that I've found in the world. And that's why I, I was super excited to host you today and um, and to share a link with our audience as well because just to have that information on those key pillars is so fascinating. Where do you think we're going with personalized health? Um, you know one there's one it's one thing to know uh, what your DNA profile is, what your genetic blueprint is and to have some recommendations, but what do you think the application will be in terms of medicines, nutrition, supplements? Well, we now have the ability to know the blueprint and then to take some decisions. So we're trying to, again, do the things that keep you on the preventative side. I'm a big believer if somebody is already starting to experience illness that they consider pharmacogenetics. So the pharmacogenetic field, we've partnered with a company in Canada called Inagene, and they look at just rafts of genes based on how your body will respond to different pharmaceuticals wow. and or cannabis products and uh, pain uh, pain relievers. And so, you know, so you can take a genetic test just for that. Absolutely, absolutely. But before you say, say for example, before you embark on you know a medical uh, or medic medication. Um, you could have a genetic test just on pharmacology. Yes. And then it will give you some guidance as to what's not going to work out for you or what you should avoid and maybe alternatives to that drug. Same thing. It'll give you a red, yellow, and green wow. on which ones you should be avoiding, which ones are conducive to your body. Right now it's trial and error with doctors. And these, you know, there can be rafts of drugs that do oh the same goodness. thing. Oh my goodness. I mean, so if you look at something like mental health or kids who deal with depression or ADD, you know, they just trial these kids on the drugs. And you, if you did the DNA test, you can try to narrow down the ones so that might work. So is this technology currently available and this pharmacology oh. DNA testing currently available? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. We have a partner company. You can actually buy on our website, the, the double test. Like we, we process separately. We've looked at merging our labs, but at this stage, it's uh, we, we haven't done that. We, we have conversations, but no, you can just order that. So I that. can go and do this test and then you, you're not playing Russian roulette with pharmacology. No. No, exactly. Like if you get admitted to hospital and they have to put you on uh, some sort of a, uh, a painkiller, an antibiotic, um, a heart medicine, um, 
those are all going to be indicated there. So you now have which ones work best for your genetics. Even you know, I had simple, a, I, sorry, Lois, oh, to interrupt. Something as simple as painkillers. Like my kids actually are genetically bad for Tylenol. Turns out only, and you know, uh, an ibuprofen is what my kids should be on. So we just like toss that, go into ibuprofen. I do believe that there's natural solutions for pretty much everything, but the reality is in our world, there's just so but it's much. it's so fascinating that you can have this DNA testing on that specific vertical, which, wow, gosh, that's, yeah. I'm going to do that test next. I'm super. You, I mean, yeah. I don't you, should never be, you should never go on a drug, frankly, to me without doing that. Why would you? Like, why would you risk the side effects? There's side effects are listed in, especially because they don't work with a certain body types. They don't work with certain DNA. And that's so, you know, why wouldn't you try to avoid that? Um, it's interesting you should say that because I did. I haven't had a DNA test for pharmacology, but I had surgery last year and um, it, it was quite big surgery. And before I went in, I did say to my doctor, I don't want to be prescribed any codeine. Um, and I specifically didn't want endone because having had surgery before my cesarean, it made me feel crazy. It was um, hugely, like it's a massive opiate. Uh, it's addictive. Um, it makes you feel sick. And so I was able to articulate and advocate for myself pre-surgery and say to my doctor, I'm not going to take the drug I know you're going to give me post-surgery. I want you to explain to me all the other alternatives that I had. And I ended up getting another drug, which was non-addictive, um, didn't make me sick, didn't make me crazy, um, and was equally effective. But had I not kind of advocated for myself, I don't know why, I would have got the other drug that would have really slowed down my healing because of all the adverse side effects I'd experienced previously. So, you know, I don't take a lot of pills, but it, it would be really fascinating to find out more about that. I, I love that because now that I'm like deeply uh, involved with my DNA power test and I'm living it, I'm living the recommendations that my report gave me, um, I'm really interested to see what's next. One last thing before we go, um, you talked about wanting to live to your 120, but a healthy 120. And I think, you know, this conversation around lifespan and health span and Dr. David, Professor David Sinclair talks about this a lot. It's definitely the conversation has changed around living longer to living longer well. Uh, what do you think about the body's ability to live longer and live well? Is, is that really a possibility? I absolutely believe it's a possibility. I can, I can see and feel it in myself. I really believe that we, in some ways we have to go back to some basics, Bahar, which is you are what you eat. So let's go back to putting in really pure, healthy food into our body. And now we're giving ourselves such a, 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 a running start at, at health. I think our society was built on go-go accomplishment, success, but it came with a lot of stress that went with it. And we sacrificed sleep. I really have done a lot of work on sleep, you know, research. And really, I now understand how critical it is for our brain and our functioning and our memory over time and our overall well-being. And so I've, you know, geared that to, you know, my sleep to support that. I do believe in meditation and how do you 
go to a very calm, centered place, which really allows all kinds of health and healing and rejuvenation to occur. I look at lots of healing uh, modalities. I, you know, we're, I've got a whole thing coming up on sound healing that I'm doing uh, in a couple we of weeks. We talked about that. I'm, so, I'm obsessed with that. I, I want to know all about that. There's wonderful things you can do. And really, again, it comes to the power of the mind and the brain. And then there's exercise. I'm very fortunate that I, you know, I live up on the mountain. I look out over Vancouver and I have a, a beautiful forest behind me. My dog that's come in and out of the office and the kids, is, which you heard as well. And, um, and I hike every day with my dog. And so I've changed my day to say, what is my perfect day? I start every morning with, um, with uh, meditation, yoga, and intentions. So how do I set love and intention for the day? And then how do I imagine my perfect day and I try to live it? Now, clearly that doesn't always work, but I think I keep envisioning my perfect day and to structure my day to be around that. And I am, I'm truly living my best and my healthiest life uh, and happiest life right now. And to me, that's the key to living a long life and living a healthy life, bringing more joy. It changes the expression of your genes. There's vibrational energy. All of the positive emotions raise the energy and improve the expression of your genes. Anything to do with fear, uh, sadness, shame, guilt, uh, worry is actually a depressor on the genes. So find things that bring you joy. Think about um, the, the, my summary is invest where set beautiful intentions, use nutrition to support your health, use vitamins to supplement because we need more in our diet, exercise to be your healthiest, sleep and stress, manage those and keep toxins and keep your life as pure and healthy as you can. So if you invest in your health, you really can live a, a very long and healthy life. Oh gosh, I could speak to you forever. I'm so grateful that we've had the opportunity to deep dive into this really fascinating world. I know that I'm going to have you back on the show because we've only just begun. Um, and I want to thank you so much for also offering uh, my listeners a code if they're interested in uh, exploring this further, which we'll link in the YouTube version of this, the audio in the show notes, everything. So you won't miss out. We'll work that out after we finish the recording. Uh, but Lois, thank you so much. Um, you know, my DNA power journey has been extraordinary, simple, effective, interesting, beneficial. And I'm really grateful for you to have taken time to share your um amazing insights with us today. Thank you. Well, thank you. We really just want people to take power over their health and live their healthiest life, really. Then that's, that's actually how we create the world we all want to live in. Thank you. Thanks so much, Bahar. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship, but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy, and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that.